Ghost Ship Radio Network. Sail onward. The time has come for another tale of terror and triumph, of murder and mystery. Join us as we bend the very notion of reality alongside the world's finest paranormal investigator, Vic Valentine. Vic is for Victoria. Thrust into a world she never knew existed, our hero combats the creatures of darkness in New York, the city that never sleeps. Using every trick of the trade learned from her father, John Valentine, and with the assistance of allies old and new, Victoria delves deeper into the rotten core of the Big Apple with each new case. Join us in tonight's episode, Fright Unseen. Our story begins in the laboratory of one Dr. Samuel Lightfoot, where, after months of toiling, at the expense of personal affairs as well as his waning physical and mental health, his seemingly endless labors bear fruit. This is hopefully the final test of Project Deep Cloak. All variables have been contained, and rodent subjects have shown remarkable improvement since beginning trials two years ago. This test is to determine if the solution will be suitable for our purposes. Beginning the test. Applying the solution now. A resounding success! Almost immediately, the subject has begun its metamorphosis. Everyone but my faithful assistant has gone home for the day. Well... It looks like he'll be the one to share my triumph. Jason, come in here, if you would, please. You're going to miss out on a great scientific discovery. Yes, Professor? Come here, Jason. Take a look. Can you believe it? We're going to be famous. Now, if my calculations are correct, we should see the subject return to its original state, unharmed, now. I don't see anything, Professor. Easy, my dear boy. Patience is a virtue, after all. Oh, something's not right. The test subject should have turned back by now. I don't understand, Dr. Lightfoot. I thought the serum worked. It, 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 it did, in essence, of course. But prolonged exposure can be very detrimental to the subject's health. What do we do now, Doctor? Our benefactor has assured us ample time to finish conducting our trials. We will not stop until they are safe for use. Think of it, Jason. In my hand, I hold the solution to so many of the world's problems. Can you imagine the benefits to humanity contained within this very beaker? Who could that be at this hour? <laughs> Perhaps our colleagues have a sixth sense for breakthroughs. Jason... If you would, please, answer the door. Yes, Dr. Lightfoot. And I want you to know that I am sorry. Whatever for? For giving you the wrong impression here, Doctor. You see, Jason is our assistant, not yours. And he's told us so much about your little project. Jason, is this true? I... It is true. 
He has told us what you plan to do with your serum once perfected, your benefits to humanity. You think too small here, Doctor. You have no idea what you hold in your hands. You monsters! This is my life's work. I could never let it fall into the hands of Nazi scum like you. Come now here, Doctor. The serum is ours. All that is left is for you to choose. Help the Third Reich and receive the recognition you worked so hard to achieve? Or we will take everything and you are forgotten. Not even a footnote in the pages of history. Please, Doctor, you can't beat them. Jason, how could you? You showed such promise. You should listen to your colleague, Herr Doctor. This is your final chance. Will you live like the king or die like the shrine? I'd sooner destroy the serum than help the likes of you. Stop him, Schnell! No, no, I'll never let you take it. I'll never let... I'm sorry that it has come to this, Doctor. You have chosen <laughs> poorly. Okay, boys, get this crime scene sealed off, and get these people out of here. Officer. Yes, sir? Cover up that body. We don't want people seeing this mess. Yes, Detective. Detective Davenport? What is it, Jones? This guy here says he saw something. You might want to talk to him. Thank you, Jones. Good work. Hello, Mr... Miller. Danny. Danny is fine. Hello, Danny. I'm Detective Davenport. Are you all right, son? You look like you've seen a ghost. I'm... I'm not sure what I saw, Detective. Well, just take your time. Tell me what happened. Well, I was working late last uh, night. I'm the security guard here, you see. And... Go on, Danny. Sorry, Detective. Well, last night while doing my rounds, I thought I heard footsteps and I went to go have a look. Then, as I was walking, I saw the door to the stairwell open and close. Only, there wasn't anyone there. The only other person in the building was Dr. Mason on the sixth floor, so I went up to see him. Did Dr. Mason usually stay late? Sometimes he did, especially when he was near a deadline. Anyways, the elevator doors open, and I hear a crash down the hall near Dr. Mason's office. I knocked and there was no answer, but I could hear something inside, like a struggle. So I open the door, and there's Dr. Mason staring at me, his eyes wide with terror. I'll never forget that face. Then what happened? Well, he was leaning over the opened window, only it was strange. Like someone was holding him there, and then he just fell out. So he jumped, you mean? No, it's more like he was pushed, like someone dropped him, only there wasn't anyone there. Like I said, I, I, I don't know what I saw. Okay, well, thank you, Danny. Jones here will take your statement. Someone will be in touch if we have any more questions. All right. Jones, escort Mr. Miller here to the hospital. Make sure he's all right. Sure thing, Detective. But what do you make of his story? You think it was a ghost or something? I don't know yet. There was a time I would have thought this guy was off his rocker, but I've seen some pretty strange things. I bet you have, Detective. Your friend being the monster hunter and all. Speaking of strange, it's kind of funny, that doctor getting attacked in his lab the other night, and now this. 
you'd think someone had it out for these science types. It is strange, Jones, but as far as I can tell, there's no connection between these two men besides a white lab coat. I hope you're right, sir. Yeah, you and me both. Hey, Clara, you in here? Hello, Madam Serpentine. Hmm, must be in the back. Clara, you back here? Uh, hi, Vic, I didn't hear you come in. Well, you should probably lock up if you're going to spend so much time round back. This isn't the friendliest neighborhood in New York. Were you sleeping? I may have dozed off for a minute. I think maybe working two jobs is starting to take its toll on me. Then maybe you should take it easy for a while. Stop pushing yourself so hard, staying up all hours of the night. Have you considered becoming a librarian full-time? Laying off the hocus-pocus? I just need to get a good night's sleep is all. Now, I really should get back to work. I've got a lot to do. You know, I've had some downtime lately. Maybe I can help you out here. It would give me something to do, and I might be able to drum up some business of my own. I knew it! Vic Valentine, always looking for an angle. Unfortunately, I don't need much help. Business just has been a little slow recently. Madame Serpentine's Palace of... Uh, yes, she is. Just a second. Vic, it's for you. It's Carson. What's the scoop, Cars? Uh-huh. A possible haunting? Haunting? Let's go. I'll lock up. Yeah, Cars, I'm here. So what do you think it is? Okay. Claire and I will be there as soon as we can. Vic, Clara, thanks for coming. Always ready to help, Cars. So what do we got? Earlier tonight, we received a call about a gunshot from a woman by the name of Mildred Kane. She lives in the apartment next door. Okay, but I'm still not sure why you'd think this involves us, Cars. I'm getting to that, Vic. After Ms. Kane heard the gunshot, against her better judgment, she decided to check the hallway. That's when she heard a loud thud and saw the door to this apartment open and close on its own. She came here to see what was going on and found the guy who lives here, Mr. Walter Torrance, slumped in his armchair, gun in hand, and the bookcase knocked over. Don't know too many people who knock over the furniture after they're dead. Exactly, Vic. And that made me think of a case from the other day. A jumper, we thought, but a witness says it looked like the guy was dropped. Except there wasn't anyone else in the room. Carson, was the jumper also in this building? No, why do you ask? Because if not, the thing you're looking for is unlikely to be a ghost. Ghosts are usually tied to a certain building, a place, an old prison. But if this, whatever this is, can move from place to place... Then it's probably something else. What about you, Clara? Are you sensing anything? Aside from some spiritual residue from Mr. Torrance, I'm not getting anything out of the ordinary. I'm sorry. Hmm. So who was this guy, Cars? Uh, he was a professor of... Biochemistry, over at the university. That's another thing, Vic. 
Mr. Torrance here is the third lab coat to go out this week. One is the jumper, the other, well, it looks like he was attacked in his lab. No witnesses, though, and his assistant has gone missing. And you think they're connected? At first I didn't think so, but you know what they say. Two's a coincidence, three's a pattern. And it looks like someone is gunning for some of New York's brightest. The question is why? There are a lot of questions here, Vic. You can add yours to the list. Detective Davenport? One of the boys just found this. It looks like Torrance dropped it after he... Well, it must have rolled under the chair. What is it, Cars? Just a crumpled piece of paper. Well, what's it say? One word, Vic. Deep cloak. What do you think it means, Detective? I don't know. Clara, do you think you could find anything on Deep Cloak? I can certainly try. I'll let you know if something comes up. Goodbye, Vic. Carson? In the meantime, maybe there's something about Deep Cloak in that fancy desk over there. Would you look at that thing? I think I'm in the wrong business. Well, if I had any doubts these deaths were related, it's gone now. Why's that, Cars? What'd you find? A picture of Mr. Torrance with a group of other men, including our jumper and the man who was attacked. Look what's written on the back. Project Deep Cloak, and a list of names. Let's see. At least three of these men have died in the past few weeks. We need to find out where the rest of them are. Jones, call Central and have them run the names. See if anything comes up. In the meantime, Vic and I will see if we can't turn up some more information. Sure thing, Detective. What have you got there, Vic? Oh, just an old notebook. But I'm not seeing anything on Deep Cloak. I'm starting to get the feeling this isn't the kind of project you just keep information on lying around. I know what you mean. All these papers and nothing but a photograph. Detective, I've got something on those names you wanted. Great. What is it? Afraid it's bad. Most of these guys checked into the city morgue over the past two weeks. A few others have been reported as missing. There were two unaccounted for. I've got their addresses here. Good work, Jones. Well, this poses another question. What's that, Vic? Who's heading where? Okay then, lady, this here's the place. 625 Chestnut. It's nice to come out to the suburbs once in a while. The fare ain't bad either. Thanks. You gonna stick around so I can get back? I could do that. Maybe. How long you gonna be? That's the thing. I don't know. In that case, I'm afraid I gotta get back. Mills to feed and all that. Good luck, though, lady. What am I supposed to do? From what I've heard, you're a clever tomato. I'm sure you'll figure something out. Good night. All right, Dr. Hughes. Let's see if you're still with us. This is some place. I am definitely in the wrong line of work. The front door just flew open on its own. I'm not liking the looks of this. And me without my revolver. Who are you? What are you doing in my house? I'm calling the police. Dr. Hughes, wait, you don't understand. My name is Vic Valentine. I'm working with the police. Show me your credentials. Slowly now. I'm afraid I don't have any. I'm a private eye. Mr. Hughes, there may be someone else in the house with us, someone dangerous. You're the only criminal I see. I'm calling the police right now. Listen to me. Your friends from Project Deep Cloak are dying off, and I... What did you just say? Your former colleagues have been... I know about my colleagues. Why do you think I have this gun? I mean... Wait, you know about Deep Cloak? 
Yes, we learned about it from Walter Torrance. We need to leave now. Dr. Hughes, where are you going? The door is this way. I need to get something from my lab in the basement. I brought something home, and if it falls into the wrong hands... Wait, don't go alone. Dr. Hughes, we need to go. Let's... Oh, no. Door's opening by itself. Quick, Miss Valenstein, grab that fire extinguisher and spray it at the door. Hurry! What? Trust me, do it, now! If you say so. An invisible man? <coughs> All right, <coughs> All right. I give up. Don't shoot. Jason, is that you? You know this man? Yes, this is Jason Daniels, Dr. Samuel Lightfoot's assistant. Who's that? He was the lead on Project Deep Cloak. He was murdered two weeks ago. Jason, please tell me you had nothing to do with Samuel's death. They were going to kill my family. I didn't want to do it, but I didn't have a choice. You have to understand. What men? Who are you talking about? The Nazis. This is getting worse by the minute. You let our work get into the hands of the Nazis? This could cost us the war! How could you? Like I said, I didn't have a choice. Somehow, they, they found out about my work on the project. They told me I had to report as soon as there was a breakthrough, or else. But that was supposed to be it. Just report and I was out. At least that's what they told me. But it hasn't been that way. Now they send me on assignments to kill the other members of Project Deep Cloak. Once I've finished eliminating anyone who could possibly reproduce the work, they'll let my family go. So you see... I have to do this. I'm sorry, Doctor. But if I don't come back with proof that you're dead... Jason, can't you see? The Nazis will never let your family go. And once you've killed everyone else, there will only be one person left from Project Deep Cloak. You. What do you think will happen then? I... I've made a terrible mistake. Doctor, what do I do? I hate to be the one to point out the obvious, but you're invisible. Can't you find a way to save them? It's not that simple. The Nazis holding my family are always on the move, so they're harder to trace. Even if I did manage to find them, they have dogs trained to recognize my scent. If the dogs catch wind of me, it's all over. Maybe not. Doctor, is there somewhere safe you can go for a couple of days? Yes, I think so. Good. I've got an idea, but first we have to make a phone call. Thanks for meeting us here, Clara. Us? Hello. <gasps> Who's there? Clara, this is Jason. He's invisible. I'll explain later. Did you bring the stuff I asked for? For the dogs? Yeah, I've got it in my bag. What are we doing here, Vic? We're going to rescue Jason's family from Nazis. Did you make the call, Jason? I did. Now what? Now we wait by the rendezvous point, that street lamp at the end of the alley. When their guy comes to collect Dr. Hughes's ID badge, we'll get the drop on him. All we have to do until then is stay out of sight. I think I can handle that, Miss Valentine. Oh, right. Quiet now, someone's coming. Well, well, it appears Dr. Hughes has met an untimely end. So sad. 
Someone should notify his family. <laughs> Here is his ID badge, just like you asked for. As you Americans say, why so glum? The commander will be pleased to hear you have done your job, and you are one step closer to seeing your family. Where are they, you Nazi son of a- mm -mm -mm. I suggest you calm down. You wouldn't want anything to happen to your wife and children. Not when we are so close to the end of our project. Closer than you think. What are you doing, boy? Let me go. If I don't report back, your family will die. Now, Clara, you read his thoughts, I'll grab his gun. What is this? What are you doing? Hold on, this won't hurt a bit, which is too bad. Let go of me! Ah! Clara, what do you see? So many things, Vic. So many evil things. What about Jason's family? I did see a family. They're not far, just another block from here. Well then, what are we waiting for? One moment, Miss Valentine. We can't bring this man with us. No! What are you- We can leave him in the alley for now. Let's go. There, up ahead, there's a German shepherd guarding that building. Hang back, Jason. We'll take care of this. Clara? Here, Vic. I've laced some meat with a handful of herbs. That should put the pooch out for hours. Well, let's hope they do the trick. Here, doggy, doggy. Look, Auntie Vic brought a little treat for you. That's a good boy. Eat up. It worked. Okay, Jason, let's go. Clara, this could be dangerous. Stay here and be our lookout. Whistle if you see something. Will do. I don't have the stomach for fighting Nazis anyway. Okay, Jason, you sneak around back and get your family out. What are you going to do? I'm going to buy you some time. If that doesn't work, here's hoping this Luger does. Okay, good luck, Miss Valentine. You too. Now go get your family. Do you have any eights? Nine. Go fishing. Verdant. That must be our agent. It is about time. Open the door. Oh, hello. I was just wondering if anyone could point me in the direction of the Empire State Building. I thought I'd be able to see it above the other buildings, but I'm afraid I'm terribly lost. Unfortunately, miss, we will not be able to help you. Get her. Guess it's plan B. Hold it right there. She has a gun. Get behind something. Sounds like you're out of bullets, Liebchen. V, on the other hand, I'm not. The police are on their way. If you surrender now, I'll make sure they go easy on you. I think not. What in the world? I can't believe it. It's Shuck! Das ist die Dämonhund! Change of plans, you Nazi monsters. Looks like all you've earned is a trip downstairs. Allow my friend here to show you the way. Was ist los? How did you? Shoot it! Shoot! Better get used to that heat. There's much more in store for you. Nein, nein, das ist nicht gut! Nein! Nein, nein, nein! Good boy, Shuck. We're square now. Now to find Jason. Jason? Where are you? I'm right here, Miss Valentine. I heard gunshots. Is everything okay? What happened in here? An old friend made good on a favor. What kind of friend could do this? The kind you don't want to cross. Now, Jason, you've got your family back. 
but you've done some terrible things. You've got to turn yourself in to the police. I've killed a lot of men, a lot of good men. But I can't do that. Not yet. There's still a chance if I work with the surviving members of Deep Cloak, we can recreate the formula and give the Allies the upper hand. But first, I have to get my family somewhere the Nazis will never be able to find them. So long, Miss Valentine, and thank you for everything. Do you think it's a good idea to recreate the formula that made you? What if it fell into the wrong hands again? Jason? Jason? Great. Should have seen that one coming. Hmm, looks like the boys in blue actually were on their way. Must have been the gunshots. Better make myself scarce before I have to explain this mess. Feels good to be home. Hello, bed. It's been so long. Oh, what now? This better be important. You wouldn't believe the night I've had. Vic, I need you to come meet me right away. Oh, hello, cars. Can it wait? I just got home. Afraid it can't. Something's come up. Specifically, a giant statue stopping traffic in the middle of Fifth Avenue. It's holding a crying baby. That's strange. What's it got to do with me? Not sure, but your name is carved into the statue's chest. My name? I'll be there as soon as I can. And so, with a little help from her friends, Vic took down those nefarious Nazis and saved a family in peril. But now, a new mystery awaits our heroine, and it's big enough to stop traffic. What's behind this fearsome figure on which our hero's name is carved? Find out in Season 2 as we follow the continuing adventures of Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. This has been Victoria Valentine, Fright Unseen, starring Natalie May as Vic Valentine, James Baker as Carson Davenport, Nicole Klein as Clara Blackwood, John Duby as Dr. Lightfoot, Cabby, and Nazi Commander, John DeLucia as Jason, Thomas Towson as Danny Miller and Nazi Agent, Dan Knight as Jones, Anthony Iannazzi as Dr. Hughes, and Dan Goldstein as the narrator. Written and produced by Dan Knight and Douglas Osterhout. Special thanks to audio engineer Thomas Towson. Special effects provided by Zach Crumpler. This show is part of the Ghost Ship Radio Network. For more information, go to ghostshipradio.com.